How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Romans chapter 10, verse 15. The gospel of peace that passes understanding is the message of God's glorious salvation. The beautiful John 3.16 reads, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The gospel of peace is accomplished when total surrender unto Jesus Christ and to the word of God takes place. Not just surrender, but unconditional surrender. Romans chapter 8 verse 7, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Enmity means to be at war with God. For the gospel of peace to have its full beautiful effect, a full surrender must be made. As we travel through this very short life, God continues to show us thoughts and deeds that must be surrendered unto Him. These revelations come in a myriad of ways. This is the peace process. 2 Corinthians 10 verses 4 and 5, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. This single-minded surrender to the unadulterated truth of the Word of God is the obliteration of confusion and the doorway to perfection. Are you born again? Have you ended your war with God? Today is the day of salvation. Click on to further with Jesus for immediate resolution and entrance into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 2, And put a knife to thy throat, if thou be a man given to appetite. God said, Proverbs chapter 30, verses 5 and 6, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found the liar. God said, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. Man said, Who needs the Bible? This old Christian mentality is for the world's lightweights. Now the record. Because God's word is truth, you cannot disobey one of his commandments or directives without suffering negative consequences. God said, men said, which presently archives 373 feature articles in text and streaming audio, establishes this reality over and over again. Each of God's commandments and endorsements has inherit within it a blessing or a curse. We choose which it will be. America is experiencing a plague of biblical proportion, and the name of this dread malady is obesity. The following excerpts are from a feature on the Daily News Central website under the heading, Obesity Causes Society-Wide Cost Burden. Burden, excuse me. Americans' widening waistlines are the main force behind rising U.S. health costs, a new study shows. Between 1987 and 2002, the proportion of private health spending attributed to obesity increased more than tenfold, researchers report, from $3.6 billion to $36.5 billion. 
In the year 2002, obesity-related medical care spending accounted for 11.6% of all private health care spending compared to just 2% in 1987, concludes an article published today in Health Affairs. We can focus on obesity, and we should be, said study author Kenneth Thorpe, the Robert W. Woodruff Professor and Chair of the Department of Health Policy and Management at Emory University in Atlanta. We need to have the same type of social attention on this issue that we gave to smoking 20 years ago, Thorpe added. We found overwhelmingly that the rise in private insurance spending was traced to the fact that we were treating more and more people with a variety of chronic health conditions, Thorpe said. In other words, more people are sick now than before, predominantly with conditions linked to obesity, such as diabetes and high blood pressure. This means that in 2001, obese adults with private health insurance spent $1,244 more per person per year on health care than normal weight adults. Back in 1987, that number was just $272. Obese individuals are, be, are being treated excuse me, for more conditions, too, the study found. In 2001, for example, 15.5% of obese adults were treated for six or more medical conditions, nearly double the 1987 percentage. Obesity is a very expensive health problem, and like some other health problems, doesn't appear to be topping out. It appears to be accelerating, said Dr. Tom Farley, co-author of Prescription for a Healthy Nation and professor of Community Health Sciences at Tulane University School of Public Health and Tropical Tropical Medicine in New Orleans. We all pay for these costs, Farley pointed out. It's not just people who are obese. All of us have higher premiums, higher taxes. This is a society-wide problem, and we need society-wide solutions. Unfortunately, the debate on how to curb this growth in obesity and its related expense is focusing on the wrong issues, Thorpe said. The private insurers are doing nothing to deal with this issue, he said. They're looking at consumer-driven plans increasing co-pays, if you think about it. Those are going to do nothing to affect the 60% increase in diabetes, end of quote. The plague of obesity is a result of a series of disobedient acts. It begins as early as prenatal care. It can even be genetic. This feature will pick the problem up from the mother's breast. We will list six of God's directives that man has rejected and which are definitely the very dominant reason for obesity. Be assured, this is not an exhaustive list. Man consistently attempts to improve on God's handiwork. His ads and subtracts have been devastating. Breastfeeding in America started falling out of favor in the late 1940s. By the 1950s, infant formula gained widespread endorsement from the pediatric community. Breastfeeding for millions of children and mothers became a thing of the past. Man's formula was purported to be superior to God's creation. Today, we see a renewed interest in breastfeeding, but of a very short breast-to-child duration uh, that it can only be labeled as tokenism. Recent research links the lack of breastfeeding directly to the epidemic of childhood obesity. The following excerpt is from the God Said, Man Said feature article, Breastfeeding. In May of 2001, the Journal of the American Medical Association cited two studies which report that breastfeeding not only boosts babies' immune systems and brain power, but may also reduce the risk of being overweight. 
Harvard Medical School, in a study of 15,000 babies, found that newborns given formula were 20%, that's one out of five children, more likely to be overweight in adolescence versus their breastfed counterparts, end of quote. The following features on this website deal with breastfeeding. Man, in his arrogance, has challenged God's wisdom concerning the created products, whole wheat, whole grains, whole rice, etc. Instead, he stripped the bran and the germ from these products, reducing the flour to white paste. Then he makes up a maze of breads and cakes, etc., that have been unquestionably shortening the lives and quality of life of those who consume them. And yes, this issue is directly hooked to obesity. The following paragraph is from the God Said, Man Said article, Whole Wheat, Get in Line. Controls weight. Women and men who ate more whole grains consistently gained less weight over an 8- to 12-year period in Harvard studies. Whole grains decrease hunger by making you feel full and by curbing blood sugar spikes that trigger the appetite. End of quote. Years ago, my family and I vacationed in Italy with good friends. Our friends originally hailed from Italy, and their family members still lived in the country. On the way over, my friend mentioned that there were very few overweight people in Italy. After we were there several days, he asked if I had seen many heavy people. My answer to my surprise was, none. At least I couldn't remember seeing any. The reason medical researchers claim is the famed Mediterranean diet, foundational to it, is God's beautiful olive oil. God said in nearly 200 instances in the scriptures, oil. He favorably endorses oil, and when the scriptures define the kind of oil he is referring to, it is olive oil. God promotes the use of the wood, the leaves, the branches, and the fruit of the olive tree. When God spoke to the children of Israel of the land of promise, he described it in Deuteronomy 8, verses 7 through 9. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and depths that spring out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness, thou shalt not lack anything in it, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills thou mayest dig brass. End of quote. The following excerpts are from the God Said, Man Said feature, Olive Oil. A 1997 release from the Athens News Agency reads, Recent studies have proved that increased rates of illness such as arterial uh, hypertension, obesity, and diabetes would be reduced by an increase in the consumption of olive oil. Dr. Matei of the University of Granada spoke at a seminar on olive oil in, in Cordoba, Spain, and pointed out many of the marvelous powers of God's choice olive oil. Olive oil creates a sensation of fullness which decreases appetite. It improves digestion and the absorption of nutrients, therefore enhancing the enzymatic efficiency of intestinal juices and prolonging the absorption rate of nutrients. Olive oil inhibits gastric acid secretion, and it has proven useful for gastric and duodenal ulcer patients. It also seems to diminish the size of lesions and promotes healing. Olive oil is useful in decreasing gallstones. Bone mineral absorption in premature babies was increased when they were fed a milk formula enriched with olive oil. Dr. Matei pointed out that olive oil has a distinctive advantage over corn and sunflower oils since olive oil helps reduce cholesterol and triglyceride levels while increasing high-density lipoprotein cholesterol, HDL, the good cholesterol. In addition, the doctor said, 
Olive oil reduces insulin requirements in diabetics and improves the lipidic profile, end of quote. The following list of subjects concerns the uh, subject of olive oil. Keep in mind that a series of disobedient acts are involved in America's plague called obesity. God's huge endorsement of dairy products such as raw whole milk, butter, and cheese should be our cue to get in line. The promised land is even known as the land of milk and honey. When the Lord visited Abraham in the plains of Mamre just prior to the cataclysmic destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, he ate a meal that Abraham had prepared. The menu is in Genesis 18, verses 5 through 8. And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts. After that ye shall pass on, for therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes cakes, excuse me, upon the hearth. And Abraham ran into the herd and fetched a calf, tender and good, and gave it unto a young man, and he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat." In etymology, which is the study of language, there is a principle known as the rule of first occurrence. It basically means the first time a word occurs in language, it typically defines its original meaning. The account I've just read to you in Genesis is Butter's initial entry into the written world, and it is sitting on God's supper plate, end of quote. Man's suggestion has been that milk, for example, is not necessary or even recommended for adults, and if you do eat or drink these products, be sure they are either skim or low-fat. The following excerpts are from the God Said, Man Said article, Milk, Man Leads the World Astray Again. Dr. Halda Clark, a famous naturalist and author, weighed in concerning milk in her 604-page book titled The Cure for All Diseases. She recommends three cups of milk a day with at least 2% butterfat. The doctor said it takes bile to make calcium absorbable, yet milk with less than 2% butterfat does not trigger the gallbladder to empty its bile at mealtime. Note that fat in milk is necessary if the calcium is to be absorbed into the body's bones. The doctor says even calcium tablets are no substitute for whole milk. New research from the Department of Nutrition at the University of Tennessee found that more milk products such as yogurt or cheese uh, people consume, the leaner they are. The research has also found that a regular diet of yogurt, two cups daily, caused blood pressure to drop, end of quote. Dr. Greg Miller of the National Dairy Council, after reviewing the latest research on whole milk, said that if you're looking to maintain a low-fat diet, you might want to cut the excess from an area other than milk. God speaks of wine in the scriptures over 200 times. The scriptures make it clear that wine is wine before fermentation and after. God commands against drinking wine in the fermented condition. For more information on wine and alcohol, click on to the following. Wine, which is a staple in the Mediterranean diet, fights the plague of obesity. The following paragraphs are from the God Said Man Said feature article, Wine. Harvard researchers are touting the benefits of a discovered a compound excuse me, called reversitrol, which is plentiful in red wine. It not only helps prevent heart disease, but it mimics the benefits of caloric restriction, which is the only established regimen for lengthening life. 
scientist at Columbus Children's Hospital in Ohio, served up reconstituted grapes, the equivalent of about a cup and a quarter of fresh ones, to healthy adults who had just eaten a high-fat meal. We're talking about a meal that could have come straight from the drive-thru, says John Bauer, the researcher who led the study. The grapes completely prevented the harmful effects such meals have uh, been shown in other studies to have on vascular cells. That's in Alternative Medicine, July-August 2003. Now, for what they forgot to mention about consuming the juice of the grape, this following excerpt is from the publication Better Nutrition. Solid research indicates uh, phytonutrients in the wine, not the alcohol, are the awesome antioxidant workers. Red wine and its non-alcoholic equal purple grape juice are brimming with antioxidants, reversitrol, grapeseed anthocyanidins, quercetin, elagic acid, phenolic flavonoids, and epication. Purple grape juice is perhaps the most powerful antioxidant on earth, having demonstrated the highest ORAC rating of more than 40 fruits, vegetables, and juices tested in the lab. End of quote. God said wine, wine that has not passed the line. The links of disobedience in the chain of obesity are substantial. God commanded us to remove the fat from the meat we eat. God commanded the removal of blood from the meat we eat. God gave specific instructions concerning clean creatures fit for human consumption. All of these things are bulwarks against the beast of obesity. But man has a better idea. For more information on these subjects and how a Christian should conduct himself, click on to the following. You cannot disobey one of God's commandments or directives without suffering negative consequences. The plague of obesity is one sure example. Thousands of years before man began to understand, God said. God said, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 2, And put a knife to thy throat, if thou be a man given to appetite. God said, Proverbs chapter 30, verses 5 and 6, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. God said, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. Man said, who needs the Bible? This old Christian mentality is for the world's lightweights. Now you have the record.